Hey friends, did you know that you can come hang out with me in real life? That's right. The Work In Podcast and Savage Grace Coaching makes its home in a boutique studio space called The Loft Yoga and Wellness in historic downtown Spring Valley, Ohio. This hidden gem of the Miami Valley is nestled in between Dayton, Columbus, and Cincinnati. As a part of my mission to bring a legacy of resilience through movement, each month you can join me for a hike on the bike trail, followed by a free trauma-informed vinyasa class back at the studio on Main Street. Go to savagegracecoaching.com to see the calendar and join my newsletter, A Yoga Life on Main Street, to stay up to date on all the latest studio news, events, and gossip. And now... On to this week's episode. Directed awareness is a skill that coaches can use to help other people notice what is going on mentally, physically, and emotionally within themselves without the filter of judgment or competition or any kind of expectation about what things, quote unquote, should be feeling like. So how do you do that? It's time to stop working out and start Working In. You found the Work In podcast for fitpreneurs and their health conscious clients. This podcast is for resilient wellness professionals who want to expand their professional credibility, shake off stress, and thrive in a burnout proof career with conversations on the fitness industry, movement, nutrition, sleep, mindset, nervous system health, yoga business, and so much more. I'm your host, Erica Thomas. I'm a resilience coach and fitpreneur offering an authentic, actionable, realistic approach to personal and professional balance for coaches in any format. The Work In is brought to you by Savage Grace Coaching, bringing resilience through movement, action, and accountability. Private sessions, small groups, and corporate presentations are available now. Visit savagegracecoaching.com to schedule a call and get all the details. Welcome back to The Work In, everyone. In today's episode, we are going to be speaking about co-regulation as true north in trauma-informed work. Within Kinetic Grace Integration, the program I teach, Co-regulation is a a full format communication skill, and it's rooted in your own self-regulation and awareness, defined by your own personal and professional boundaries, and directed by curiosity and discernment. Now, these things are accessible to all of us with practice, right? Co-regulation on its own is simply how our nervous system influences and is influenced by others. This is really very important understanding for fitness professionals because the success or lack of success in the fitness industry really depends on your ability to connect with other people, to build trust and rapport, and ultimately Every wellness business is a business of relationships. Of course, all relationships, as we know, are built on some kind of communication, hopefully good communication. And relationships of any kind, but especially in terms of trauma-informed work, 
really need good communication. So cultivating skills around how we communicate with each other, how we read other people, is one way of expanding professional credibility and elevating authority across any format in the fitness industry. If you're looking for a way to do that, a way to expand professional credibility, and you're not quite sure where to focus your continuing education or emphasis, this is one of the places where it should go. And not all of the things that are offered out there that build healthy communication skills are things that are going to give you continuing education, but still they would be very, very good for most people to uh, follow up on. Now, you may have heard the saying that no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. This is exactly what our goal is when we're trying to hold space and offer safe co-regulation to our students, to our clients, to our family, and our friends. Now, there's a lot of different ways we communicate with other people. It might seem like we need to be different at the front of the room when we're standing up there in front of a group of people or even in a one-on-one coaching relationship than we might be when we're interacting with our friends and family, but we don't. It's not necessary to be different, not really. Even when we aren't speaking, we're always communicating when we're with other people, whether we know it or not. And when we're alone, we're constantly communicating with ourselves. Now, as you know, and we've discussed many times on this podcast, not all of that communication is really good communication. And what I mean by good communication is, you know, when we are connecting and being heard and um, being authentic uh, and You know, a lot of times those words, we only look at them in relation to other human beings outside of ourselves, but we really need to expand that to how we are reading ourselves internally as well, because that plays a really big role in what we are putting out energetically to other human beings. So let's talk a little bit about some of the ways that we are communicating. Of course, we know this verbal communication. This is the main way we think of communication uh, when we are communicating with other people, right? We speak with them. What we say is definitely co-regulating. In other words, the words that we're using. But we're also communicating in other ways kinesthetically or physically through our body language and facial expressions, even to how physically close we are standing to other people. That also communicates things. And we also communicate energetically, and that can be channeled through our body language as well. Another layer to that communication is, of course, our tone of voice our eye contact, and even our physical posture, how we are standing in front of other people. Now, we use all of these ways of communication subconsciously pretty much all the time. But if we start to bring attention and intention to them, now we can really elevate our communication skills into trauma-informed tools that we can use anywhere, whether we are in front of a class or just hanging out with friends. So 
Let's explore three trauma-informed principles that you can use to affect co-regulation between you and everyone you come into contact with so you can literally meet them where they are. First principle, read the room. Basically, what I'm talking about here is becoming aware of the energy, the mood, the levels of calm or fear activation of the people or the person in front of you. This applies to groups or one-on-one, of course, throughout this discussion. So you can apply it uh, in your own mind into your own personal uh, situations. That discernment is a skill that you can practice and you may need to actively develop it by staying fully present in the moment, actively listening to the people you are with and notice what's going on with the folks in front of you, including the things that they aren't saying. So part of reading the room is is that we go beyond what people are saying, how they are um, speaking to you, and really look at their body language, their facial expressions, you know, their subtle, subtle things that they're showing you about where they are energetically. Now, this is tough to do if you aren't facing your class, right? Or if you aren't actively engaging the person in front of you. Um, It's really difficult to do sometimes when you're online or on a phone call or even on a Zoom call where you can see them. It's still a little bit harder when you're not physically present with them. But what we are trying to do when we read the room is to meet the energy that we find there And checking in from time to time to help them stay present. So we sometimes talk in the trauma-informed yoga space about meeting people where they are, right? And um, if you are reading the room uh, and you've got a classroom that is filled with people who are all immediately laying down on their mat and they're not engaging with each other. They're not having conversation with you. They're not even looking at anyone else. That's a very different energy to meet than if you walk into the room, people are still standing, they're having conversations, they're um, they're really connecting with each other. That's a very different energy in the room. That's really what we're talking about, where you're reading that energy, you show up and you meet that energy with the same energy, and now you can influence it in any way that is appropriate for the format that you're teaching. And that's really what we're getting at here. Now, the second principle um, that we are looking at when we're talking about this co-regulation skill is to develop this skill of directing awareness. Directed awareness is a skill that coaches can use to help other people notice what is going on mentally, physically, and emotionally within themselves without the filter of judgment or competition or any kind of expectation about what things, quote unquote, should be feeling like. So how do you do that? Well, you approach any judgment that comes up within yourself or with someone else. You approach that judgment with curiosity. You approach expectation with the idea of experimentation. And... You approach competition 
with challenge as long as that challenge is connected to permission to change. In other words, you can challenge people all day long as long as they have permission to customize it and change their experience. So you also need to give them the tools in order to do that so that they're they're able to do that. Because ultimately, in any format, you know, transformation is part of the package, right? We are offering ways for people to transform and change. And we know that that change is going to happen fastest at the edge. But finding that edge is sometimes difficult and it can be a little bit scary for for people sometimes to even approach that edge. Now, we have a lot of edges. <laughs> we have all kinds of edges within ourselves. Yes, there's physical edges. In other words, we're challenging the physical body to push to the edge of what it can do. But we also have mental edges, emotional edges, spiritual edges. Those edges are scary for many people, and they're not always the same kind of scary. So not only that, but they can change from day to day. And so as instructors, as guides, when we are in front of other people, whether we are, you know, in charge of them or not, we need to understand that um, we don't really control their experience. We need to give other people the tools so that they can control their experience. And our presentation of ourselves can help influence that container. We are actually creating an energetic container by directing their awareness in intentional ways with attention to maybe some different aspects of sensations that are coming up for people. This can be done in absolutely any format that you're in. We'll talk about that in a minute. Through this directed awareness, that that brings us to this third principle in all trauma-informed communication and integration, and that is establishing many paths with clear permission. And that word permission is super important here. This requires very open two-way communication between you as the fitness professional and your people. Okay, so depending on what the format is, this might look different and, that, and that's totally okay. We need to be very fluid and open to change. Some people are really niche instructors and they only teach one particular format. A lot of yogis are like this. Um, however, if you are a yogi and you are a group fitness instructor that teaches general types of, of fitness, or maybe you're a martial artist, or maybe you're a personal trainer, or maybe you're a health coach, whatever it is, if you do any cross-format work, um, it is really uh, actually a great idea to kind of open up this idea of how can we do uh, how can we offer permission and choice in any format? Just to, just to kind of do a little thought exercise there. So in some formats, it makes so much sense to start a class or a session with a check-in to the point 
of asking participants what they want out of their session. Maybe um, you do that at the beginning of a yoga class. Maybe you would do that at the beginning of a personal training session. A check in there might redirect your uh, focus for the day. This gives you, when you do those kind of check-ins, it gives you as the coach a, a direction too. It gives you a way to direct your cueing for the things that they want. You may not even have to change anything about what you're doing. Just the words that you're using can help direct them to get what they want out of your plan for the day. For example, if your students show up to your yoga class and ask for core work, well, it's very simple to cue everything from the breath to the flow to the final relaxation from an awareness of the core. And while you might add some actual core postures, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be limited to doing a bunch of crunches or adding particular things that we traditionally think of as quote-unquote core work. In other types of formats, you might need to be more creative. For example, uh, a boot camp class might not have time to do that kind of a check-in at the beginning of your class and Instead, it might be an opportunity for you to use your directed awareness cues throughout the class and include some if-then freedom phrasing. That means if you are looking for this, then try this. Now, freedom phrasing is a skill that you learn in kinetic grace integration, and it's a way to offer options without judgment and lets students build a deeper awareness of what's going on in their own body and at the same time create and control their own experience more completely. These concepts are the practical aspects of co-regulation in the fitness framework, but they are applicable outside the gym. Awareness is critical. The more we build our own awareness, the more we actually crack the door open to our own intuition. Not only for what we need ourselves, but for what the people in front of us need as well. Intuition is one of those things that gets socialized out of us really early on. We're taught to just get over it, to ignore or minimize our gut feelings to the point of putting ourselves in dangerous situations sometimes. We're taught to just quote unquote be nice. And then when it comes to our own wellness, we outsource so much of our power. First, we're taught that so much of our own bodies, including the sensations we feel, are somehow shameful or embarrassing, and therefore they need to be changed, shaped, molded into something else in order to be loved and accepted. And these messages over time can become so deeply ingrained in us that we lose all touch with our own intuitive knowing. What I mean by that is that the body knows what it needs. Make no mistake, your body knows what it needs. And the same is true for your students. But they may have lost contact 
And so they are coming to you for direction to reestablish that communication to find their best results. So I'll tell you a story of how that showed up for me, that that understanding for me of that intuitive knowing about what I needed in a moment. It was during a weekend trauma release exercise workshop that I was participating in. I had experienced a really very powerful reaction just right on the borderline of flooding events um, after a series of multiple TRE sessions, which most of the time doesn't happen in real life. This was a concentrated workshop, and so we were practicing uh, trauma release multiple times very um, close together without a lot of recovery in between. And so that can sometimes happen. So I don't want to scare people away from it as a tool. But th- I, I just want to share this because it's it's really an important thing to note. Um, so I was participating in this session. And at the end of the session, it was just all of a sudden I was overwhelmed and flooded with all of this really intense rage that just came out of nowhere. And it was like my skin was trying to crawl off my body. Um, and it was really attached to a story, a very small story, uh, really, that happened to me when I was in kindergarten that I hadn't thought about in years. It wasn't something that I had suppressed or anything. It was just something that I didn't really attach too much meaning to. And it triggered a lot of anger and resentment that um, just all of a sudden came up all at once. And all of that anger was really directed at everyone, like everyone, everyone in the world in that moment. And um, I remember driving home afterwards because, yes, I did come down, but it was still, you know, just there under the surface. And I just remember driving home and just crying and just being really angry and not being able to do anything with those feelings as they were coming up. And I was having a hard time stopping them. And then all of a sudden, I just, I started humming to myself. I didn't have any music on in the, in the car or anything. I was just started humming kind of out of the blue, no tune, just humming. And this beautiful vibration came up at the back of my throat and throughout my face, all my sinuses were humming and it just started to feel better. I just started to feel better and these feelings started to dissipate and my rational brain started to come back online. And we had just spent this weekend learning all about the vagus nerve and where it shows, where it is in the body and how it's connected to all things, uh, trauma and tension release. But no one had specifically said to us in that group that, hey, if you hum, that's a way to turn on the parasympathetic nervous system. Um, fun fact, it is. And I knew, of course, that breathing techniques could do the same kind of thing from my yoga practice. But this was really different. This was my body soothing itself without a prescription. And this is what I mean when I say intuitive knowing, getting out of your own way and letting what needs to happen, happen for yourself. Now, we've been talking today about co-regulation and co-regulation can't happen without safe self-regulation. I should say safe co-regulation can't happen without safe 
self-regulation because we co-regulate all the time and it's not always to a benefit, right? And all of this comes back to the ABCs. I talk about this in the episode entitled Self-Centered Trauma-Informed. And if you missed it, be sure to go circle back and have a listen. So we talk about the ABCs. They stand for awareness, boundaries, and connection. And those three things lead to that intuitive knowledge. It opens the door to that intuitive knowledge. Without being able to trust what you feel on the inside of yourself, it's very common to fall into this trap of trying to be all things to all people, both personally and professionally. And that is exhausting and overwhelming on every level. And that's why that first center point of awareness, boundaries, and connection is so very important in order to be the foundation to move into this safe co-regulation that we've been talking about today. And what we've discussed today are these three very important communication skills for fitness professionals in the wellness industry. But More importantly, they are human communication skills. We cannot control anything about what other people do, but we can control ourselves with a better understanding of how we influence others. I hope you found this helpful today. I truly believe that fitness professionals can have a profound impact on the world. What you do is important, no matter what format you teach. And if you're looking for resources to help you get started in a more trauma-informed world, I have a free guide to holding space for trauma-informed fit pros on my website. You can check it out at savagegracecoaching.com. This guide is one of the first steps into safe co-regulation. Until next time, stop working out and start working in.